Hello and welcome again to Truthfully Awkward, the show where we talk about controversial topics with the church and culture and filter them through scripture. And we share our own personal experiences and the topics that we discuss. I am Jesse, and this is my beautiful co-host Leah. And Leah has just recovered from COVID-19. <laughs> and praise God that she's on the mend and just please continue to pray for Leah as she recovers. Before I say what uh, we're gonna talk about, let's see if you can guess what the topic is just by the definition. And the definition is to yoke, as in to join two things together. In Western understanding of this, it generally means joining mind and spirit or body, mind and spirit. And I do believe that Leah has an opposing definition of what we're talking about. Well, I have a definition that says to attach, join, harness, or yoke. And it says, it doesn't say anything about joining mind and body. Mm -hmm. It says that it is to join our Atman Mm -hmm. with the universal Brahmin. Mm. So I have the Western definition and you have the actual definition. <laughs> Today, folks, we're talking about yoga and the church. And this has been, I, I, I think it's by God's grace. And I hate that you are sick. <laughs> I really do. But God's timing is perfect. And we needed that time to really dig into research really there was so much I needed to figure out oh and like my heart is racing even as I'm talking about this because personally when I bring this up with other believers they don't like it people do not like you attacking their yoga don't take my yoga from me it's just stretching it's just exercise and I came personally from a place where I practiced yoga for 11 years I had that, and I'm just going to call it what it is, an excuse that, but I'm stretching. I pray. I'm not doing the spiritual side of it just as a backstory because we have a lot to cover today. (laughs) I've done yoga. I did yoga. I don't do it anymore for a long time. And we're going to get more into why I don't do yoga anymore. Leah, have you ever done yoga? I have only done it once or twice. It was just weird and I'd rather just stretch and I didn't I didn't find anything in yoga that I enjoyed, so I just did other things. So I just learned about it because other people were bringing it to we'll say talking to my kids about it and yeah. making it something that was brought up in a way that was okay and I when I looked into it I mean, you go to the Wikipedia definition and it says to yoke yourself to divine spirit or a universal energy. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, that's not (laughs) ugly, you know? You know, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. We should not be yoking ourselves to anybody but him. Yes. Amen. So the rest of my definition I have here, because I have more of like a westernized version of a definition that I found. And since the Indian philosophy this is derived from does not consider mind and body to separate to begin with, 
The general meaning falls to linking body-mind or pakriti. I'm probably totally mispronouncing that. In Sanskrit, with spirit or purusha, purusha. And I know, Leah, you have more definitions on this. And it says it can be, it can also be defined as union in Sanskrit, which I heard Doreen Virtue talking about it, how it's to union, like you said, to Brahman. And it's not a god, which we will talk about. And if you're because of yoga. The Purushka is Brahman. That, mm-hmm. that is the same cosmic energy, universal energy. It's not a god. It is anything other if you're worshiping anything other than god it is a god you know it is idolatry in itself but to them they say it's cosmic energy or uh, universal energy or the supreme energy yeah the energy that created everything it's pantheism that god is in all things god is brahman it's just you it's kind of like when i see and i mean forgive me if i'm wrong you know how new age teachers or even false teachers will talk about, you know, I have this secret that it reminded me when I was researching, like there's this secret that you just have to unlock and it's going to come down. God is going to, you know, he downloaded this stuff into my mind. And when you hear those things, it's kind of interesting because reading about yoga, they believe, you know, that's the purpose of yoga is the the religion aspect you know, which it all is religion, is for Brahmin. I watched a Hindu speak about about yoga and she's talking like when you're talking about Brahmin, because so just so people can understand what Brahmin is, is that yoga is so you don't reach Brahmin, but Brahmin comes to you and that it channels you. It channels through you so you can be free. So for us, Christ is freedom. Christ is freedom from sin and eternity with him and to serve him and to deny ourselves. But yoga focuses more on I am God. Well, the, the goal in yoga is for you to connect your spirit and open yourself up for the universal energy to flow through you so that you can reach your godhood. Yes. So you're trying to reach, they, they call it moksha. Yes. And it's also called vimoksha, vimukti, and it's all these Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism, and Sikhism terms. It depends on what religion you're in as to what term they use, but it's all yeah. funneled back to the same place. Yes. So it's various forms of emancipation enlightenment liberation and release in its soteriological and eschatological mm-hmm. senses it refers to freedom from sara the cycle of death and rebirth mm-hmm. in its epistemological and psychological senses moksha is freedom from ignorance self-realization self-actualization and self-knowledge so moksha in it self in the most basic definition is the freedom from rebirths because they believe in the constant cycle of rebirths and reincarnation yes so moksha is their saving grace that's their salvific state it's Mm -hmm. their salvation so we have jesus to be our salvation and yoga is the means to the ends of their salvation 
Yes. So that's how they get there. Yeah. And I wanted to talk on that, just some of my experiences when doing yoga, because like I used to do the vinyasas and the purpose of vinyasas, you know, by its definition, which means the purpose, you know, it's the purpose of vinyasas is to breathe, to align the body and mind. Sun salutations, according to the yoga journal says our primary source of light, of course, the sun, and this is coming from Hindus. When we look at the closest star, we may see nothing more than a big yellow ball. But for thousands of years, the Hindus have revered the sun, which they call Surya. As both physical and spiritual heart of our world and the creator of all life itself. So there's all these different, it might be different for like, because, you know, Brahman is like the universal energy that's in all things that they're trying to get. But then they have these different gods. What, how many are there? Like 5 million or something. There's a lot of different gods that Hindus worship and they have. There's over 300 million, I think. Okay. So that I was really off. I think it's over 300 million. So when we're, okay, well, I was off by a lot, but when you're doing like sun salutations, you're doing the vinyasas and the flows is what you're doing is you're, it's using your body as an act of worship. So whether you think that you are doing that or not, you are because the whole purpose of the whole thing, like the whole vinyasa, the whole um, flow that you're doing in your yoga class or at home even, the whole purpose is to offer your body up to these gods, which is idol worship. And when I figured this out, I stopped yoga immediately because I refused to research it for the longest time because I didn't want to know. To be honest, I was like, I don't want to know. I just, I like how I feel when I do yoga. I like how, how my mindset is because like, you know, when I was coaching, I would do all those workouts and they always had a yoga day where you do a yoga workout. They call it a workout, but it's not. And Tony Horton in particular, big yoga guy, like he's so into yoga. He's the creator of P90X and all those. He loves yoga. He had an hour and a half long yoga workout and I would be there for an hour and a half doing yoga. And sure, like I felt better, (laughs) But there's been some times where when I look back, it was kind of freaky. And I was thinking about this last night because you do the corpse pose um, where you just lay down and you relax your whole body and you're supposed to just lay there and empty your mind and breathe. And there's been some really freaky experiences that I've had doing that. And I didn't understand at the time because I always thought, you know, yoga's fine. I'm just working out, but there's all these different poses like it's the purpose is to channel a spirit, (laughs) a demon. (laughs) Let's just be real. The child's pose, you're supposed to go into a childlike state Mm -hmm. so that you can accept the energy better and release your Kundalini, which we will have to talk about later. Yes. Um, But there's the warrior pose. There's one, two, and three. Oh gosh. And it is literally a demonic murder scene. Gosh. I saw that. It's literally (laughs) a, It's a demonic was, murder scene that you're playing out with your body. Because this is still me learning more. Like, there's a lot of research. I knew that it was wrong and I wasn't going to do it anymore. And I did basic research. But for this podcast, I, 
I mean, I am so sorry if there's anybody out there that I have ever led to do yoga said, because I used to say like all of my results are because I do yoga. I mean, I gave all the credit to yoga. I promoted yoga and I am so sorry. Um, I've repented of that because I was even having my daughter do yoga. And that is really what broke me the most during all of it, because she used to get into child's pose and she used to do downward dog. And she used to do all these poses with me. And I know a lot of you might be listening to this, rolling your eyes, but we have to care (laughs) because like, if you look at the history and practice, it's completely pagan. There's nothing Christian about yoga at all. Leah, I wanted to talk to you about that because you're talking about that Stephen Bancar's video just now, the warrior poses because the warrior one warrior two and then it was what is it you go you do your vinyasa and then warrior one warrior two and then i think it was called reverse warrior i can't remember what it was but i was there's three of them yeah and it's like super super short a demon is invoked in order to exact revenge on a god yeah. And the warrior one, warrior two, and warrior three is literally you reenacting the demon killing, beheading, and putting the head on a spike of a god. And then I mean, that's what, what it's is that? To what be. is it? The dancer's pose that people call it. But then when I learned that's him putting the head on the spike, there's this one move. It wasn't dancer pose. The dancer pose is the dance. And then it goes into warriors. All I know is that it's demonic. And I could not believe that I had allowed myself to be so stinking deceived to think that like, oh, it's no big deal because, and I'm not even trying to scare people. I just want, I really pray that like, as believers, we look at this and we realize I don't want to serve Satan. I don't want to dishonor my body and, and completely destroy my witness to others. And I don't want to be serving my body up to the demons. I pray that people see that, you know, that you see that if you're listening, like how, and I mean, MLM marketing companies, I mean, like Beachbody, they promote yoga like so hard. It's not just Beachbody though. It's everywhere now. I remember, I think it was by God's grace that I never went to a hot yoga class. I've never been in a yoga studio And I think that's by God's grace because I always wanted to go. I have been in a yoga yoga studio and the I've never done yoga, like done yoga, but I have been in a studio and it is creepy. Yeah. You know, New Earth Cafe over there, they have that creepy yoga studio next to it. And I remember just being like creeped out. Like after I've learned about what yoga was, I was like, not creeped out. Like I'm scared, but just like, ew gross (laughs) I don't want to go anywhere near that and not because of the people but because of what it stands for it's like idol worship demons I don't want to go anywhere near there because they were and it's sad because a lot of the people are super nice and they're like oh just spiritually grow and get better you know and it's it sounds so nice but that's why we have the bible and we have christ like we don't have to do all these things to be free they're a group of Hindus 
that started a movement and the movement is called take taking yoga back yeah so they're concerned with the fact that yoga isn't being linked with hinduism in the western society and that their gods aren't being honored properly when people are performing yoga they say that you can't take hinduism out of yoga and that it is it's like a slap in the face to them their holy practices are being twisted and they don't like it so then i listened to an interview that i sent you with todd friel yeah from wretched radio yeah and he did an interview with a swami and the swami said that just the sanskrit so the Sanskrit is like the language used to talk about yoga. Yoga is Sanskrit, the word itself. Yeah. Uh, Brahman, Atman, those are all Sanskrit words. Yeah. It is a, a religious language. Mm-hmm. So a Hindu language. And it's defined as the sacred language of Hinduism. So every Sanskrit word used is giving credence to the Hindu religion. Like yeah. those, all the words being used in yoga, all the poses, you know, all of it. Yeah. So. Well, I remember like when I watched that video, I love how he said, so, cause he, if you watch that interview, we're going to put everything that we're talking about, we're going to put it into the description of our podcast. So you can look for yourself and do your, do your own research. I mean, if you just search, what do Hindus say about Western yoga? (laughs) A lot pops up and there's a lot of people trying to stop Westerners from destroying their religion. And when I watched that video in particular, I love how he said, so what if we want to get closer to God and we're using yoga? What did he say? It was so funny. And he said like, then pray to pray to God. He said, pray, pray, to, to, pray to, Jesus. to Jesus. Yeah. Pray to Jesus then. And yeah. I, I laughed even though it's kind of inappropriate to laugh, but I laughed because it's so true. It's just, well, if you're saying that you're a Christian and what did, didn't he say something about like the Western world is like uh weak in their religion. I remember hearing him say something like that, that he was saying that if Christians are doing yoga and thinking that they can take the religious aspect and just put Jesus in instead of, you know, what it's made for. Yeah. And they are, I think he said they're weak Christians. Yeah. And he said, if Hindus don't have a problem with it, they're weak Hindus. Yes, exactly. It's like stick to one thing. Okay. <laughs> but we know, like, I like how Todd is Todd Friel, right? Is that his name? I don't have his name written down. I'm really bad. Yeah, Todd Friel. He, after the fact, he talked after that interview and was saying how, you know, we have a creator. We know who our creator is. We know who Jesus is. We know that he died on the cross for our sins, rose again on the third day. And he was kind of sharing the gospel about it, that we are free for like, we have freedom already. And, it, and, you know, my personal opinion is if we're looking for that freedom, because I know a lot of people seek after yoga for a spiritual experience, which we should talk about the Kundalini in a minute, but I know that people want that spiritual experience. And I've even watched, we w- both watched interviews of Christians doing, you know, air quotes, Christian yoga or 
holy yoga, you know, can you hear me doing my air quotes? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was really sad to see, like, honestly, it, it, I don't get like angry, like I'm hateful towards a person, but it really does bother me and makes me, it does, it just, it does make me mad because I see these Christians who are in deception themselves trying to spread yoga and they think that they're doing a good thing, but they're really just, you know, they're really doing a disservice to new believers. They're doing a disservice to believers who are trying to you know, we're going through that process of sanctification and trying to weed out the sin in our lives through Christ, you know, his grace, like God will point things out. And I mean, even if this isn't convicting you, I pray that God will, you know, through his word, show you, which we do have some scripture for you as well. But there's a lot of things that I just, I saw that interview by that one woman and I, she was just so deceived how, you know, she was, she was a broken person. Like we all are herself, but she hadn't come out of it yet. You could tell she was still in her pain and she used yoga and kind of just what somebody I listened to probably Stephen Bancars or someone was just like, you know, some people take it and then they just go off the deep end, like into new age practices and try and slap a Christian label on it, such as yoga and say, oh, it's Christian. But again, it's not Christian. What? When people talk about holy yoga, mm-hmm. it's, it's totally considered holy by the Hindus. That's, yes. it's true. Yeah. But it's not what Christians are trying to say holy yoga is. Yeah. And if the poses themselves, yogis say the poses activate the spirit realm. And they say, you don't have to talk about the philosophy or religious aspects. You just do it. And it opens up the spirit realm. That is how they talk about it. Yeah. So they're saying, you know, when you're doing it, you just do it and do it and do it. And it's going to open up certain aspects of the spirit realm simply by doing these things. So, you know, I saw a few people use a great analogy and they were saying, would you go play with Ouija board it's made to contact spirits you know yoga is meant to contact spirits but instead of contacting them it's supposed to open you up to accept them into you you know I mean I know some affiliates of Bethel have tried to take Ouija and call them angel boards but there's no difference it doesn't change what it is and God says to do what the pagans do for worship or participate in it and not to try and contact spirits. So, you know, God says not to do these things. Yeah. And if we can know what, what we're doing and say, this is what we're doing. There's a point where as a Christian, you have to say, I am wanting to honor God with my body and I am honoring a holy God. I cannot take a practice that is meant to be demonic and redeem it it's not redeemable there's so many new age people are saying oh or christians even let's mm-hmm. take this new age practice and redeem it it's not redeemable it's not you can't redeem it's a, a ouija board or tarot cards yeah, yeah. i mean it's just um romans six thirteen. <laughs> so <laughs> oh my goodness okay 
I will say the verse now. <laughs> Romans 6, 13 says, do not present your members to sin and your members is your body. It's like your limbs. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. So I guess the question you have to ask yourself is, does yoga practicing another religion with your body, offering your body up um, as a, you know, a sacrifice to a demon, to Satan, and that's what it is. I'm going to be very bold and blunt because that's what it is. I don't care what your mindset is. I'm very firm on this. If you have the mindset, I'm just exercising. You're not just exercising. You're opening yourself up for demonic oppression. You're opening yourself up for a lot of spiritual, like bad stuff. I see Leah trying to talk to me. Oh, I'm listening to you and watch the feed freak out. Yeah, the feed is really freaking out. Definitely. <laughs> I know the feed, our video, we, we talk on video so we don't feel like we're like talking into nothing. And so we, I like seeing, and we can see when we're talking to each other, like when someone wants to say something, but I don't care what your mindset is on yoga. I don't care if you think that you are opening yourself up to be more spiritual, that it's bringing you closer to God. It's not bringing you closer to the God of the Bible. It absolutely is not. You are worshiping. And I did too. That's why I feel like I can speak so boldly on this because I've done it. <laughs> and I've been a part of that whole thing before. And I'm coming to you as your sister in Christ telling you and trying to like implore you to understand that you are not getting closer to the God of the Bible. You, it, it, it's like a gateway into the new age and to pull you away from Christ and the, these churches too, these churches that are doing yoga inside the church and saying, I see nothing. It's like, do you do research? <laughs> you are a shepherd of your flock and you do, you don't do research on what it is. I mean, I, guys, I, I wanted to, I don't even think Leah knows this. I was thinking about this last night because I was just praying about this podcast and it was kind of awesome. It's not weird. It's awesome because God is awesome. And I just kept having these memories come up of, I was going to a church when I was coaching and I was about to start, I, they wanted me to start a yoga class in the church and to have a workout thing. And I totally forgot about it because it never happened, but that's by God's grace. It's like God slammed that door and said, no girl, <laughs> That's not going to happen. And I mean, God doesn't talk like that. That's just me. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's just slammed in my face and I was just like, oh, whatever. But I just, I'm so thankful that that did not happen. I would have, I don't, I think like once I came out of that, it would have like destroyed me because that's, uh, it's just, it's stretching is one thing, but practicing yoga in these positions, they mean something to Hindus. Like to them, this is, that's their religion. They do it because that's what they believe in. They know what they're doing. They know the context. You can change the name. Like Leah said, you can put all these twists and things on it. It's still yoga. It's still offering your body up as idol worship to demons. And 
it's well i think christians need to stop excusing sin like they they act like they can take something and then change the name and act like it's something different but you can't just something that is made to be demon worship and then purify it and then try and give it to like that's you know four eight says finally brethren whatever whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is of good repute if there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise dwell on these things like if it's not pure we ought not to be messing with it yes if it's not and like in what sense is it pure you know well, it's kind of like then, what we talked about when we were talking well, about Well, then others foundation. see you doing it. Yep. When others see you doing it or hear you saying like, oh, yeah, I do this. It's okay. Aren't you stumbling your brothers and sisters? And especially when they look at you and think you're a mature Christian, you know, mm-hmm. like God told the Israelites to completely destroy the surrounding peoples for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew that it would taint them if he left them there he knew that they would adapt their the things that they do their rituals can't um, take something that is made to be impure and then say okay here i'm going to give it to you now lord and just say it's for you but it's kind of like um when you look at churches today and i'm not talking about every church this is just like there's this movement progressive christianity there's progressive christianity there's new age infiltrating the church and we're going to talk about all this in other podcasts because it's kind of like gotten to the point where i'm like we have to talk about this because we've been there <laughs> we've been like i know between leah and i we've been through a lot of these things and we know what it is now which is why we talk about it. It's not like we're coming from a place where you did a la di da, but I did yoga for a long time. And I mean, I'd, like I said, I can tell you there's some creepy stuff. And one thing I wanted to mention too, because I noticed when I was coaching, I remember like in MLM marketing, if you don't have haters, what is it? I have it written down because I've, I was thinking of that last night and I just thought it was very interesting. It was, if you don't have haters, then you're not being bold enough or something. Like, I don't know. There's just this saying that they said. And then it was funny because when I heard that, and I I remember when I was actively coaching, I was actively promoting yoga. I was actively just in all of these new age books, trying to gain like success and striving and grasping for wealth and like fame. And I mean, I was very much so into myself And I just, and even if I came off, it's not like I knew that though. There's a lot of times that I didn't even know that I was like that, but I was doing yoga because I was so holy. I was so fit. Like I'm, that's real. That's the truth of where my heart was. Like whether I knew it or not, that's where my heart was. And when I heard that, it was kind of like the Holy Spirit nudging me. And every time the Holy Spirit nudges me, it's always with scripture And that's why it's so important to be in the Bible because I wasn't in the Bible at the time, but I had read and my mom pounded this into my head my whole life. And it's funny, that's how important it is to teach your kids scripture because it was John 15, 18 through 19. And it was, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. 
if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And I remember that kind of being my first red flag. I remember being like, why does everybody love me? I'm like, I, in my mind, I was speaking truth, like yoga is awesome. But when you're working for the enemy without even knowing it, I mean, you can tell me what your thoughts are on this, but you're not going to get any pushback. You're promoting something like what Leah said, whenever you're setting an example for people, if you're setting a bad example for people by doing pagan practices, I mean, that's what it is. It's pagan. And you're doing all these things that are just completely 180 contrary to what the Bible tells us to do. Why would we get any pushback? Well, isn't that what the world is all about right now? So if you speak for truth, if you speak about the Bible, if you speak about what is an absolute truth, and you don't leave room for people to feel good about their sin, then horrible and they condemn you. But Everything else, you can speak total lies and say, you know, go contrary to everything that science actually says or anything that we know for a fact, and it's fine. You know, everybody says, oh, it's okay. We, we love you because that's your truth, right? Yeah. You do you. I'll do me. You know, as long as what you're doing doesn't, <laughs> as long as it doesn't affect me, then I'm good, right? Yeah. I have a fire in my, like just in my heart right now, just to be like, stop it. (laughs) Everybody just, please just stop. Like we're, we have to represent Christ, especially right now. I know for me personally, I don't want to sacrifice my witness over holding my body in a position. There's so many other ways that we can be healthy that it's such an excuse because I was there and I made all the excuses in the world all the excuses, but I had never got pushback from anyone. And I wish a Christian would have reached out to me and said, Hey, okay, Leah, Leah has her hand raised. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. You got mad at me when, when I did that. And I told you, yeah, yeah, that's what they do. But (laughs) Leah was the only one. And my mom, my mom was always like, all right, if you want to do pagan worship, like my mom mom. would always have these like little jabs, like, all right, go be a pagan. Like, I just remember my mom always telling me like, I won't touch that. And she would always like, she, she would do the workouts that I did. And she always skipped yoga day. I'm like, but mom, yoga will help you so much. And she goes, I don't care. I'm going to go stretch. Like she was always, and I was just like, I think I remember you calling me your mom. You used to say, okay, mom. Yes. When I, I know. Would talk about it, you, okay, mom. <laughs> yeah, because so my mom, mom says. And yeah, because my mom would always be like, I'm not doing that. And now I understand why. But it's so funny because even I, I just hope this podcast is a blessing to some people because maybe this is the point where somebody's wondering about it or they don't even know any of this stuff. And it just takes basic research and reading your Bible, which is why we always push open your Bible. And you know, there's, you can read all the books and well, I think I love there's another quote. piece of it. Yeah. I think there's a piece of it where we have to stop excusing things mm-hmm. and going with what our feelings are and not what God says. Yeah. So if we're in our Bible and we see this is the character of God, 
Yeah. We have this holy sovereign God and we are to, we're here to glorify him. That's our whole purpose of being here yes. is to glorify him and worship him. So if that's our purpose, then what we ought to be doing is whatever is going to be pleasing to him, right? We are only saved through the blood of Jesus, through what he did. But our act of worship ought to be doing the things that we know we're supposed to be and not doing the things that wouldn't glorify him or honoring to him. The One of the biggest problems is people care about honoring him as much. They, they would, ra- would rather go with experience or how they feel or whatever. They just disregard, well, you know, it doesn't specifically say don't do yoga in the Bible. So I can just think that I, I'm thinking of Jesus mm-hmm. and it makes it okay. Well, it also, the not Bible that it says actually makes it okay. It's yeah, exactly. But the Bible also tells us to die to self. And these practices are putting yourself on a pedestal and saying, look how holy I am. I'm so spiritual. Like, (laughs) I mean, I'm just making fun of it. I'm not trying to, but I mean, that's because I was like that. I'm so stinking spiritual. I was going to say, you sound like you're making fun of yourself. I am making fun of myself. I'm just so spiritual. I know all the things. I'm so holy. Like, you know, (laughs) I am so fit right now. Like yoga. Like, I mean, seriously, I said all those things. (laughs) I was like, I just know stuff that you don't know. You're not enlightened. Like how many times do we hear that today? All the time. I'm so enlightened, but I never read my Bible. Like that's me. That's a hundred percent where I was. So how, how can I know truth if I'm not in the word daily constantly filtering everything through the word of God. I won't know truth. And that's why I think Christians, us included. And not one part of it either. Yeah. The whole word. You got to be in the whole Bible, not just parts of it. Don't cherry pick to meet your needs of justifying your actions because the truth hurts. And I think that's sad about our culture. Like if you try and speak truth like actual truth you know this postmodern world that we live in everyone's like well that's not my truth that's cool you're a christian i'm spiritual (laughs) and i'm like i don't like religion like i mean it's just because remember when todd white would talk about people saying well i'm not religious and he'd be like well i'm not either and I used to say that all the time yeah. as I'm doing yoga, reading the energy bus. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, oh, but it is, I mean, it's my journey and I'll claim it and I've repented and I'm, I don't feel, I just make fun of myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, like absolute deception, just absolute deception. And this is something I will not back off from. <laughs> it's just, I will not back down because you can't, and there's different opinions out there too, but there's only certain people that I listen to about things because they go directly to the word, which is what you were talking about, Leah, is like, I only listen to people that pull up full context scripture. Did you want to talk about the Kundalini and what the Kundalini is? 
Cause we keep so, saying we're um, going to talk about it and we haven't talked about it yet. And it's something that's actually <laughs> super vital in this whole conversation. So the point of yoga is mm-hmm. to open yourself up to an energy yeah. and the energy allows for your Kundalini awakening the Kundalini awakening is it's a serpent energy that uncoils itself at the base of your spine, which, oh my goodness, it's a serpent energy. Like, let's just start off all wrong right there. Yeah. It works your way up your, your chakras or your energy points going up to your third eye and it illuminates and opens your third eye. And when it illuminates your third eye, it opens you up to the moksha which shows you that you are god it's very dangerous um it's said to be dangerous by yogis and swamis and people who you know practice it people in india will say yeah it's dangerous Mm -hmm. it can cause all sorts of things some of the things that it's it can cause is insanity some people have reported after their awakening, quote unquote, that they don't feel alone in their own body. Some people say they have special powers afterwards. It's called siddhis or, you know, the consequences of practicing yoga. Mm-hmm. So when your kundalini is awakened, there are symptoms ranging from feeling a spirit connection to the divine, speaking in tongues, bliss, pleasure pulsing through your body empathic abilities, cosmic downloads, intense shaking, intense laughter, sleeping issues, the feeling of electricity running through you, psychosis, manic and exuberant energy alternating with chronic fatigue and depression, which is bipolar. Mm -hmm. Um, Not saying that that's the only cause, just saying it can cause like symptoms. Out-of-body experiences, seeing and hearing things that aren't there, spiritual encounters, panic attacks, developing strange, undiagnosable physical symptoms that can manifest as autoimmune conditions and digestive issues. Um, A lot of New Agers say that some of their demonic encounters, they have the only way to get out of an out-of-body experience with them is to call on Jesus. And these are people who don't Believe, they believe Jesus is just a prophet or he's a spiritual guide or they don't believe that he is Jesus. Yeah. And they say that in order to get out of it, they have to call on him to make the demons flee. So I don't believe believers can be possessed. But I do, however, believe that when we do things like this, we can open up ourselves to like serious oppression yeah, And I also believe that there's a point where if we decide that we're going to choose the world over God enough times, God gives you up to Satan. I don't know where to go with that or how to explain mm-hmm. that further. But 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So, I mean, there is so much more to this world than what you see. Yes. Because we don't battle against flesh and blood, but the principalities of darkness. Is that how it goes? So you have the scripture in there, but (laughs) it's in my brain. 
don't know where it is. I don't know the actual, but it's in the Bible. Like, like Jesse was more with things that we don't see. You know, Satan is scheming to deceive you and wants you to do the thing God or disrespect him. Uh, we do what pleases God and in doing that, purify ourselves to offer ourselves as a holy living sacrifice. Just doing the poses is a problem. So if you need to stretch, stretching is great. We want you to stretch. Stretching is good. It is healthy. It is needed. Stretch. Uh, but don't follow yoga routine. Don't purposefully do the asanas, the asanas. Yeah. Don't have anything to do with yoga. It's not Christian and you cannot put a Christian label on it. It's absolutely 100% pagan and it's offering your body up to demons. And like Leah said, there's a lot of stuff that you're opening yourself up to because spiritual warfare is real. We're going to do a podcast on that. But I wanted to, since Leah's audio cut out like crazy when I was trying, when she was trying to talk about that verse, I pulled it up, but it's Romans 12, one. And it's like, I appeal to you. Therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So that doesn't mean offer your body up to Satan, offer your body to God. It means to sacrifice self, guys. Like we we are to sacrifice ourselves for God, not like literally, but it's to sacrifice self. We as humans innately are selfish beings. Like we want what we want. We're sinful by nature, but it's to daily set aside yourself and pick up the cross and follow Christ to be in your word daily. The world is not getting better and we need to know what truth is because it can be really confusing. It can get really crazy, especially when you have media putting all kinds of different truths and it's not truth. It's like lies all over the place. And we need to know what the foundational truth is in the word of God that is our foundation, an unchangeable word of God. It's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow for always, like forever. His word stays exactly the same. And that's one truth that we can cling to and know for a fact that we are following the truth of God. That, and we're to read the Bible to know what God's will is in our lives. How can we know God's will if we're not in the word? There's just a lot of things that we can get confused about, like yoga, for example. I know some people might be confused about it or they don't think it's really that bad. But the problem is if you do like basic research is that it's a really big cultural thing right now, which a lot of new agers are doing. And I know a lot of people like, well, I'm trying to bring my light to minister, but you can't minister to others if you're partaking in pagan practices. I believe that There's just a lot that we do as Christians, as the church as a whole today. There's so many different things that not the church that is like foundational Christianity, historical, as Lisa Shilders calls it, historical Christianity. There's all these different things that are, there's a lot of different practices today in the church that just are not Christian and it's being promoted in the pulpit and it's not good. And we'll probably talk well, about as, that later. I mean, when we were doing the research, it was the, the way that things are softened and, and trying, like, try and make it 
I mean, I remember having conversations back and forth with you about different things we found and saying that, you know, it's nuts that it's the same thing. They're just trying to make it into something that it's not. They're trying to say it's this soft, easy thing and it, oh, but it's really not Hinduism, but that's totally what it is. Okay, so I'm going to close this up in prayer. And again, just please do your research. We're going to put the links in the description so you can look for yourself, do your own research, read your Bible, like, please read your Bible. And I know Leah and I both, like, we put a lot of effort into this because I know that I had had a lot of experience in yoga. Um, not, I'm not like some kind of yogi or anything, but I was kind of a yogi. Like I believed in yoga. I believed that I was worshiping God when I was doing yoga, I believed all these things. And the thing is, is like, we can have our truth or what God says is true. And God's truth says that practicing yoga, because it is idol worship, that it is not biblical. It is not okay for Christians to do yoga ever. And I, I'm very firm on that, but let's pray. Leah's video keeps chopping in and out her audio. I mean, so I will close us in prayer. Dear heavenly father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to speak truth. I pray Lord that those listening, that you would speak to their hearts, that you would draw them to your word and that you would draw them near you. I pray that you would bless everybody who is listening today. I pray, Lord, that they would just know how much you love them as believers in Christ. I pray, Lord, that you would just embolden embolden believers to stand up on truth, to stand on the foundation of truth, which is your word, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would just give us that desire in our hearts to serve you, to honor you, to strive for righteousness, and to set an example to a world that is so fallen and so dark and so empty and void. I pray, Lord, that we would just be filled with your Holy Spirit, that you would just, like I said, embolden us to speak the truth and to put our minds and our hearts on heavenly things and not on the things of this world. I pray, Lord, that you would give us the strength to combat pushback, all of us, even the listeners, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would just give us the strength to combat that with love and grace and with your scripture. I pray, Lord, that you would just let us have a fantastic week that you would just, again, bless everybody listening. And I pray, Lord, that you would just tug on their hearts, nudge them, Lord, to open their Bibles. And if they are already, Lord, just speak to them through your word and help us to grow closer to you. And we thank you for that, Lord. Do you have anything else? All right. And we thank you for that. And we love you, Lord. You are sovereign. You are holy. You are great. You are the King of Kings, Lord, and we love you so much. We thank you for saving us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.